This is episode 507 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's article, What Would an EMP Do? Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version, with some commentary, of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey everyone, this episode is sponsored by the Hydro Blue VersaFlow water filter. The VersaFlow is one of the most versatile water filters currently made. Not only can you use it for your personal water filter needs, but you can use it to create a family-sized water filter. With the possibility of filtering up to 100,000 gallons, the VersaFlow could filter one gallon of water for each family member for many, many years. To make it easy for you, I have created a free video and a PDF tutorial that shows you how to easily turn the VersaFlow into a family-sized water filter. Now, right now, you can have this family-sized water filter for under $25. To watch the video, get the free PDF tutorial, and a code for 20% off of the VersaFlow, click the link in the show notes or visit PrepperWebsite.com forward slash VersaFlow. And before we get into the article of the podcast, I wanted to let you know that I released another edition of the Weekly Watchman, and that is uh, just basically a playlist of videos that I kind of collect from different prophecy teachers. Now, for those of you that are believers, those you know, it's interesting to to be able to get their take on end time prophecy. But for those of you who might not be believers, or maybe you are believers, but you also want to understand what's going on in the news and current events, these guys get a great understanding and analysis. They do a great analysis of current events that are going on around the world, and so uh, you know, just global politics and all the other things that play into that. And so if you are looking for something like that, I would highly recommend. This is stuff that you're not going to get in definitely mainstream media. And you're a lot of the times you're not going to get it in the alternative news uh, as well. And so if you only watch maybe one or two, I would recommend watching John Hallers and then Jacob Prash. And just their analysis is usually really great. And it goes a lot deeper than most people. So uh, anyway, you know, I've gotten to the point where I'm almost completely like TV free. Like I could do away with the TV. Uh, I listen to podcasts all the time, audiobooks all the time. I'm, you know, I watch videos or at least I listen to videos off of YouTube, things like this. And it is just, it's one of those things. There's just so much content out there. And I, sometimes you feel like you're learning so much and then you start talking to other people and you like you expect them to kind of know where you're at. You you realize that you're learning a lot more than the average person, you know, knows. And especially if they're coming home, they're vegging from a long day at work, they're watching a little bit of sitcom TV or whatever primetime TV and then they go into the news and then they go to bed. They're not getting anywhere near what's really really out there. And so, you know, that can be kind of dangerous because you're just knowing so much. But I think that's part of being prepped and aware. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and jump into our article of the podcast. Our article comes to us from mdcreekmore.com. And again, the title is What Would an EMP Do? 
There's some good information here, some good links. I'm gonna to refer to a video at the very end here that if you get a chance, I would highly recommend that you watch. But let's go ahead and jump into this one. Uh, there's some just good EMP basics and understandings. If you if you don't have this, this would be, this is a good article. And if you do have this or you have heard this before, this is a good refresher. So let's go ahead and start. EMP or electromagnetic pulse. Most of us have heard of it. Some of us understand what it is and what it does. And those who have read One Second After have an idea of what will happen if we are attacked with it. Some additional info can be found at wikipedia.org and then there is a link here for electromagnetic pulse. The U.S. government created a commission to study EMP and what it could do to the safety and security of the United States. Unfortunately, this committee published its report the same day as the 9-11 commission, so it didn't get much news coverage. You can read the report at www.empcommission.org. The bottom line in this report is that it is not a matter of if, but when we will be hit. Now, EMP will take out everything electronic, whether it is connected to the grid or sitting unplugged on the kitchen counter. Things connected to the grid may fry from 100,000 volt surges brought in through the power distribution lines. Electronics with transistors or integrated circuits are extremely sensitive to static electricity and can be destroyed by as little as 100 volts. Now, walking across a carpet and sparking to that doorknob is well over 1,000 volts. The surge created by the EMP in your electronic device will be sufficient to destroy them if they are not protected. Now, one of the committee members likened an EMP to a time machine transporting our society from today to 1870 in about one second. We become, once again, an agrarian society capable of supporting the level of population that we had in 1870. This means that there will be a lot of Americans dying. Our goal, your goal, is to be among the survivors. There are many things that need to be done to prepare. Learning survival skills, having land and gardening, preserving knowledge, and many other things. So there is a link here to an article called What Survival Skills Does a Prepper Need? Now, having communications and some of the gadgets survive could mean the difference between surviving and not surviving. Things like solar battery chargers, batteries, inverters, ignition systems for chainsaws, critical farm equipment, electronics, walkie-talkies, night vision gear, among others, could be critical when the time comes. There's another article here on just solar charger recommendations. And the night vision, night vision really is a game changer. That's a force multiplier. We really haven't done too much of that on the podcast. I really need to go and try to find an article uh, just to kind of give a little bit of oversight and maybe some, some recommendations if that might be something that's in your, you know, in your current gear list. Um, the problem is it's really expensive. There's some budget uh, night vision out there and anything that you get would be a force multiplier. But, uh, you know, that that's something that's one of those things that's way down the list after you get all the other basics. But I just kind of wanted to point that out. I, I don't believe I've read an article on night vision gear uh, on the on the podcast. And if I have, it, it's been a long time. So uh, maybe that's one that needs to come up here again real soon. Okay, so let's continue on. 
So what is an EMP? When a nuclear bomb is exploded above the atmosphere, it releases gamma rays in all directions. The ones that head towards the atmosphere strike air molecules and strip off electrons. Those electrons and gamma rays head towards Earth, stripping even more electrons. This avalanche of electrons, called the Compton effect, interact with the Earth's electromagnetic field, creating a very strong magnetic wave. When a magnetic field crosses a conductor, electric current is produced. When this EMP magnetic wave crosses power lines, electronic equipment, anything conductive, current is produced. Enough current could be produced to create fires, exploding transformers, extreme high voltage, or current pushing through resistant results in voltage, which can break down insulation and create arcing and short circuits. In 1962, the U.S. detonated a 1.4 megaton bomb over one of the test sites in the Pacific. It was high enough that the island of Hawaii, 900 miles away, had 300 streetlights go out and some microwave links were damaged. Hours after the detonation, there were still surges and ripples in the power system. That was when we used vacuum tubes and before transistorized equipment was on the market. Today, with microcircuits and all of the very high-tech equipment that we have in our homes, our factories, and our defenses, we are more vulnerable than ever. And guys, that's something that you don't always hear too often. Actually, the video at the very end kind of talks a little bit about it. But even after an EMP, like let's say you prepare for an EMP. Let's say you have a Faraday cage. You have all that kind of stuff. If you are you know, at home when the EMP goes off and then you pop open your Faraday cage, there still might be surges in the atmosphere that could you know, mess up your, your gear. So there's almost like you don't want to touch your equipment too, too soon. And so that's really something that you don't hear too often. All right, so continuing on, the U.S. Senate recently stripped funds for hardening the country's power grid against EMP from a Homeland Security bill. We are on our own. So what will work after an EMP attack? Will EMP harm you? You, the human, will be safe. Now, magnetic waves, even very strong ones, will not harm you. MRIs use strong magnetic waves to make images of your innards. But look around you at anything with a wire or a chip. Whatever you see, be it a toaster, TV, laptop, microwave, oven, radio, chainsaw, car, or truck, it is vulnerable. And the higher the technology, the more vulnerable. When the SHTF, you won't need a TV, but you will need a radio, perhaps walkie-talkies, probably solar battery chargers, that ignition coil on your chainsaw, maybe that night vision scope, and whatever else you deem necessary for your survival. EMP won't hurt you, but it may take away most, if not every, electronic device that you possess. If you are part of a group, you might consider building a larger box and sharing it and the cost. So let's talk a little bit about EMP protection. Now, one way to protect your gear is to build a Faraday shielded box and keep your stuff in it. And there's an article here called Detailed Faraday Cage Instructions with Photos. Now, a Faraday shield is simply a physical device that prevents electromagnetic radiation from passing in or out. In our case, we'll take a cardboard box, cover it with copper screening material, and then ground it well. 
I'll describe the one that I built and you can size it up or down as you think necessary. A copper screen material with wire spacing of 0.1 inches is needed and is the most expensive part of the project. You can keep costs down by only making as big a box as necessary. But when you think of the cost, think of the cost of the items that you will be protecting and what it might cost you if they don't make it. I started with a two, two foot by two foot by three foot cardboard box. I actually had two of them. I cut the top flaps off of one and cut up the other to bend and fold a lid like a hat box with about two inches of side overlap. I wanted a loose fitting top with plenty of overlap on the sides. You don't want any holes or gaps in the copper shielding, which is why I put the two inch flap on the lid for the box. I laid out the screen coverage to minimize the number of lapped joints, cut the screen and used spots of hot melt glue to hold the pieces in place. I folded the screen around lips and edges, cut and tucked it into corners and thus, and then used a very hot or 150 watt soldering iron to solder all of the lap joints and corners. On the lid, not only cover the outside, but fold the screens into the underside of the side overlaps. You don't want any miss areas of coverage of the screen. Next, take a piece of bare number 10 AWG or number 12 AWG, that's house wiring Romex, and strip off the insulation. Form it into a loop with a pigtail. Now make a second one. Lay one on one side flap of the lid and solder the pigtail to the screen. Put the lid on the box and solder the other loop to the main box at a couple of inches below the pigtail loop on the lid. Your box is ready. Now find an out of the way place where it can stay undisturbed. From the box run a copper wire number 10 AWG outside the house to a ground rod. You can use a ground rod of copper or galvanized steel or you can get a 10 foot of one half galvanized pipe. Drive it into the ground at least eight feet. Attach the copper wire to the clamp and make sure that you always have the box and lid connected to the ground. At the box end of the wire, use alligator clips to connect the main wire to one of the pigtails and then make a short jumper between the two pigtails. I haven't finished stocking mine, but my list includes night vision goggles, infrared laser sights for the rifle, game camera, batteries, crank emergency radio, walkie-talkies, solar battery charger, 12 volt to 110 VAC inverter, ignition coils for the chainsaw, and an alternator for the tractor. All right, so um, the article kind of ends just like that. I mean, it just ends it right there. I would tell you there's still a lot of just information out there. You'll hear a bunch of different things from, from different people. If you're really interested in learning more about it, I mean, just recently we talked a little bit about there was, you know, a, an EMP, there was a commission. It wasn't necessarily government, but uh, there was an EMP commission that kind of talked about some of the dangers that, that were out there with an EMP. You have the EMP commission that did a lot of work. And again, that's one of the things that happened was 9-11 was such a big deal. So when 9-11, when 9-11 shared their information and you almost wonder if it was done on purpose, 
You know, it's like you got these two big pieces of information. Maybe they just didn't want people to really panic about what an EMP could do. I don't know. But they released both of them at the same time. And so, of course, the 9-11 Commission, you know, that those findings were going to get a lot more media coverage, right? So really, when you hear about the EMP Commission, you usually hear that in the alternative news and you hear that in prepper articles and stuff like that. You don't really hear about it in, you know, in the media at all. Now, there is a video attached to this article and it's not necessarily doesn't cover the things, you know, of this article. It's actually an interview with Arthur T. Bradley uh, or Dr. Arthur T. Bradley. He works for NASA. He's a scientist. And so uh, I've seen him before in other videos. He's got some good information. And so um, it's actually a video by ReluctantPreppers.com in there. So he's interviewing, uh, you know, Arthur Bradley and they're talking about EMPs and what, you know, people are asking questions like, you know, what would happen to the nuclear plants and different things like that. So it's about 30 minutes. There's actually a, actually a lot more videos attached to it. So I think there there might be other, I guess, videos, other interviews that he's done before in the past. And uh, so it's very interesting. Uh, a lot of information there. You can go, you know, link from there to Arthur Bradley's uh, website. I think it's disasterpreparer.com. Uh, I think that that's what it was. And uh, there's a lot of information there as well and other videos and, and interviews. And he's written books as well. Um, and, and so, you know, you can go get a lot of information. But if you're interested about EMP and you'd like to know a little bit more about EMP, you know, you might want to listen to that that interview, there's there's some good information there that I think would be great. I almost, you know, we, it would be great to be able to just pull down some of this video and be able just to share it, you know, on the podcast. I, I know a lot of you only listen to the podcast. You're like, Todd, I'm on the go all the time. I can listen to the podcast. I really don't have time to watch a video or read articles. I don't know. I mean, the way that I handle YouTube videos is I listen to them when I'm driving, just like I would a podcast. Now that that means that I have a little bit more data, you know, on my phone to be able to do that. But anyway, if you have unlimited data, you can easily do that and you can listen to uh, YouTube videos like this and just gain a lot of information uh, because, you know, um, you know, when there's someone who's done a lot of work, you know, in a field and they've done a lot of researching and stuff like that, you, you want to hear them as opposed to someone who's just read a couple of articles and has written an article themselves. But anyway, I highly recommend it. So guys, that's it for this article. Um, you know, the basics of EMP. I hope you enjoyed this one. And at least maybe you got a little bit of information there. It is one of those things that can kind of freak you out. When I first got into preparedness, of course, I was trying to suck up everything that I could about preparedness. And one of the things you you would read is the, you know, you would read people or, or articles that people said, hey, you got to read this book, Lights Out, right? And so back in the day, Lights Out was a free book, um, a PDF. I mean, you could download it. I mean, you might still be able to find it, but it it's really was taken down as a free resource and, and now it was being sold. But 
I was reading books like Lights Out and I went from Lights Out to to One Second After. And then I was reading other books, you know, like A Last Babylon. And so I was getting all of this stuff and it's like, I was like EMP and nuclear war and all this stuff overload. So you got to be careful sometimes when you do that because it can take your mind to, to a different place. So I would, you know, I would warn you on that. But as you as you start doing, you know, start looking into this, you know, your mind can start to imagine what would I need if I was in that situation, right? And you can start to build, you know, maybe a little bit of preparedness off of that, get some ideas off of that. The problem with that is that you'll hear people say, you know, EMP, if you prepare for an EMP, you're prepared for anything, which I can understand why. But on the other side, there's some people that can't do that when they're thinking, oh, my gosh, you know, going back to, you know, the 1800s or being blasted back to, you know, where there's no electricity whatsoever. People can't wrap their minds around that. And then because of that, they kind of freeze up and and they just push preparedness away and they say, I don't want any I don't want anything to do with preparedness. It's just too much to handle. I can't take it. And so that's why we always suggest, why I suggest starting small. Start with the basics. What would your family need if for whatever reason the power went out for, you know, a couple of days, if the power went out for a week, and then kind of build from there. And so I I think that's important. Then you have all the fictional, you know, you have all the dystopian novels out there, which I love. I love to to listen to. I just recently, like I said on the podcast yesterday, just finished listening to Mark Goodwin's new book, you know, Cyber Armageddon. I thought it was great. Can't wait for the next one. But you got to keep things into perspective and you got to be able to, to sit back and say, okay, that is fiction. That is, you know, that is entertainment. I still got to prep. I got to, I got to stay with my goals. I got to stay with my plan. I got to make sure that I do the things that, you know, will give me the most bang for the buck so that I can protect my family. So anyway, a lot there at at the very end, guys, as as I go, I just don't want you to get on the EMP thing and then completely freak out. I want you to continue your plans, your preparedness plans. Keep moving forward. Remember, you're doing this so that you can um, so that you can thrive and survive in any kind of emergency situation and you can be there for your family and take care of them. All right, guys, don't forget that I'm going to link to this article in the show notes like always. And so if you wanted to go listen to that video or you want to go click on some of the links, I make it very easy for you. And if you if you've never really clicked on any of the other links or if you've really never taken a look at the show notes, you know, one of the things that kind of boggles me is when I look at or I'm listening to a podcast and then they mention like their website or whatever, I go to their show notes and I'm like, okay, give me a link that I can quickly link over to your website. And they don't have anything like that. I mean, they might have like a a quick little description, episode, you know, 507, blah, blah, blah. And that's it. And I'm like, come on. So I try to provide some helpful links in there. Like I've linked to the weekly watchman that I talked about at the beginning of the podcast. 
I link to this episode on the prepperwebsitepodcast.com. So if you wanted to leave a comment on episode 507, you can easily go there. Some of the other things and resources that I believe are helpful and, you know, the Hydro Blue, you know, some other things are there. So if you've never really looked at the show notes or clicked on some of those links, even the Facebook group and Instagram and Twitter, I mean, you can connect with me that way. I try to make it pretty easy that way. So uh, if you've never done that, you know, just check it out and see if there's something there that might be of interest for you. Well, everyone, that is it for episode 507. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Head on over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com. And that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. And take a moment to connect with me. I have a ton of ways to connect in the show notes. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.